Welcome back into the mental game. I am your host, Brandon Seho, for another edition of the off-season mental game. And I'm doing this one a little bit different. I'm trying not to use like my broadcasting voice. Um, there's no camera recording me, no lights. I'm sitting in my living room. Lights are out. It's about 7.30, so the sun's about to set here in Cincinnati. And I was just kind of thinking, why don't we do one of these as organic as possible? Uh, the subject's going to be one year since you know my life was kind of turned upside down. And I was suicidal and checked myself into a mental health hospital, kind of looking back at it and what that means for me and maybe how it can help you on your mental health journey. Um, I kind of just wanted to give you, like I said, an authentic version of me. Not that I'm not genuine in every other podcast I do, but I feel less pressure just sitting here with a mic no camera, no lights, no guests, just kind of talking about my story. Um, but before I get into that, I do want to say the mental game is on the road, shooting new episodes. This week we will be in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. I'm very excited. I've never gone to Philly. I've been to Pittsburgh a million times. I am not telling anyone who the guests are, but I will drop some hints on the podcast and on my Instagram story in Pittsburgh. It'll be a former Steeler and in Philly, it'll be a former top five NFL draft pick. That is all I can tell you, but I know these two conversations are going to be super helpful for anyone struggling with their own mental health and I am really grateful for these guests for allowing me to come in their homes and tell their stories on the mental game. And that's been the biggest theme throughout being able to do this podcast is the genuineness of our guests. And I think my story helps with that because I've been as close as you can be to taking your own life and being suicidal. And when I ask these athletes and musicians and celebrities to come on the show, it's not just like a normal interview to them or things that they've done a million times. They can kind of feel my story and that I've been through hell and that I'm trying to help make a change. And I'm really grateful. I've never paid a guest. Uh, I've never paid for a social media post. This is just organic and it's grown a lot, and I love when people stop me like they did this weekend when I was out here in Cincinnati, and a guy just told me how fun it's been to listen to the podcast and how he went through his own mental health struggles during the COVID-19 shutdowns and listening to my story and the guest stories. It really helped him uh, just kind of move on these past few months, and so that was cool to hear. Um but this off-season edition of the mental game is going to be about uh, it being one year since I checked myself in because I was suicidal and I didn't want to live anymore. And looking back, it's kind of crazy to think that that's where my life was a year ago. Um, 
I was miserable uh, every single day. It's it's. I get emotional thinking about it now. It's kind of this past 24, 48 hours have been weird thinking about it because I wasn't, I mean, I was fucking miserable. I hated getting up in the morning. I hated going to work. I cried almost every hour of every day. I, I hit it at work. I hit it for my family and friends. It, it was, it, it was living hell. And to think that's where I was a year ago, and now I'm a pretty happy guy and and working my ass off to make this podcast the biggest mental health podcast out there. Um, I still get sad some days, but it's nowhere near where I was at before. But the last couple of days thinking about it, I've just had some really raw emotions. I mean... Um, For those of you listening that have been there, you understand. For those of you that don't, when you're suicidal, it is um, a, a feeling that you can't really control. It's a feeling that doesn't go away. And it just breaks you down, man. Um, I just remember... The just the misery, like, and I think, thank God, thank my family and friends, and mental health professionals, my therapist, the mental health hospital, the Linder Center of Hope, here in Cincinnati for saving my life. Because I mean, I was as uh, just I was thinking about jumping off the bridge for months, walking home drunk from the bar. I thought about laying down in traffic. I thought about cutting myself. I did start cutting myself. I was calling people saying goodbye and um, wrote a goodbye letter and took pills and didn't want to wake up. And I mean, I just didn't want to live anymore. And um, it's a weird fucking feeling. It's kind of just... I'm just thinking about it. I'm sitting in the same living room where I was miserable every night, getting drunk every day after work, dreading going to work, not working out, not taking care of my mental health. Um, life just gets to you. I, I was in love, and that was the main thing. That um, fucked me up. I just. My ex and I had a really complicated relationship. And I thought. It was going to be. The person I was going to marry. And. I've never got that close. To what I've always wanted. And losing her. And fighting together, just going back and forth, the arguments and the complications of that relationship just um, just tore me apart. And I'll never, you know, say her name on here or, or post pictures of us or anything like that. I just talk about 
I just and that's just out of respect for her and her privacy and I don't want anything I don't wish any ill will towards her at all. I just I just try to talk about what got me to that point because maybe someone listening can relate where their relationship has gone to hell or they felt alone again like I did and that's why I talk about it. I mean, fuck, I was I was miserable. We had a really, really nasty breakup, and it was a toxic, argumentative, just a lot of variables that were just crazy that went into it. And when it crashed and burned, so did I. And I couldn't escape that misery of losing that person. Um, I think the last couple days... Thinking about where I was at a year ago, I, I've kind of got, I mean, I got a little sad about it. It's um, it's hard losing your best friend and someone that you see yourself uh, marrying and just like having that person. So, you know, I've had, you know, kind of, memories pop up on my phone or things pop up in my head and I think about where I was at a year ago and how I was trying to make that relationship work and just fighting her breaking up with me. It, um, you know, it fucking sucked, dude. And I'm thankful that I'm at a, even though I'm a little emotional now talking about it, I'm at a place where, you know, I am past that relationship, over that person, feel 100% good on my own. You know, I'd love to meet somebody and 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 fall in love again, but that's just not where, where my past taking me right now. But I, I just, you know, I look back at, at how miserable I was, and I'm, I'm sure people can relate. It's like, that's kind of your, that a relationship can be kind of your whole world. And, um when you put all your eggs in that basket and the eggs crack or the basket breaks, you're just lost. And that's where I was for three months. You know, her and I fought for three months and, and, and she wanted to break up and, and I didn't, and, and I did everything I can. And, and just, it, it turned into me, you know, telling her that I was suicidal and, and I wanted to kill myself and, and, give her credit for calling my family and and getting them involved and that's where that's you know that's St. Patty's Day was the worst day of my it was probably the worst day of my life um a year ago and so I didn't really celebrate this year or go out and I've been sober for almost two months now so I'm, I'm glad I've done that but that's when it happened out watching March Madness drunker than hell celebrating St. Patty's Day I called her and said I was I wanted to kill myself because I wasn't happy anymore and we were never going to get married and all that. And thankfully, I got the help I needed. And I'll never forget meeting, or not meeting, <laughs> my one of my family members picking me up before I, you know, walked to the bridge and I might have fucking jumped off. That might have been it. That drunken call with my ex might have been it. And I was going to walk to the bridge and jump off. 
And um, thankfully, my family member came and picked me up, and I remember sitting there that night hysterically crying and, and being really upset and sobering up and talking to my mom and my dad about where I was at and um, that I needed to check in somewhere or I was going to kill myself. And I couldn't control my emotions and... I was gonna I was gonna lose my life if I didn't check in somewhere. So got through the next few days. The next Monday, I called my therapist and got an emergency appointment in, and they recommended me to go to a mental health hospital. And I checked in as soon as I could, and I'll never forget like that feeling of still being suicidal and sad all the time and and broken. And I'll never forget, like, checking in that first day. And they, like, screen you and and ask you a bunch of questions. And I just remember being in this, like, small room where the nurse or whoever it was, like, started writing all my information down. And she walked out to go grab some more paperwork and I just fell to the floor and started bawling my eyes out because I realized this is where I was fucking at. And I couldn't believe that I was that depressed. But um, that first day was hard. Really, really hard. And I... uh. I remember day two sucked. And then by day three, I I finally, finally started to turn a corner. I just remember one of the uh, instructors for these mental health classes that you take in a big group setting, not a big group setting, like a dozen people, just said something that made it click and I forget what it was but it just made me click that like I could be okay on my own I didn't have to feel alone I'd be able to get past and move on from my relationship struggles and losing that person that I loved um and that was big for me and I spent two weeks in uh in an outpatient program at the Linder Center of Hope in Cincinnati where I worked with a, a psychiatrist, a psychologist. And really the, the biggest thing that helped is being in these these classroom settings where, you know, you meet people of every age, race, background, from 18 to 80 years old that are people are depressed or have anxiety or any mental illness and are trying to fight and get through it. And these classes, like, they don't teach you rocket science. They teach you coping mechanisms or how to deal with depressing situations or big life events. Um, and it's just it's just stuff that honestly should be taught in schools. And I hope in the next five, ten years, maybe sooner than that, this is part of the curriculum where you learn how to deal with grief and loss and and you learn about boundaries and 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 self care and self love before it's too late and, and you think about 
suicide or you're just depressed and have all this anxiety built up in your heart and you're just lost in life. It just It's stuff that needs to be taught in school. Uh, at an earlier age or, you know, you don't learn it anywhere unless you go to one of these places and you check yourself in for, for at a mental health hospital. Um, so yeah, that's where I was at a year ago. And a lot of things have changed since then. You know, I left my, um, sports reporter job at the NBC station in Cincinnati where I, I love my job. And I started this mental health podcast, and it's a different journey. It's a different challenge. It's something that I've loved, and I feel so lucky to be able to have it. But looking back, you know, it's a big jump from the idea that I had in therapy with my therapist talking about the mental health podcast to now where it's what I do for a full-time job. But it's a grind, and just to look back at where I was a year ago and how life can change if you put in the work and you ask for help, it's if you're out there listening and struggling, like, please go do something. Like, it can change. Like, do I still have down days? Am I still sad sometimes? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, I had a shitty day today. I had a big time guest cancel. I'm trying to work out different things behind the scenes, running the mental game from a business side. And um, I'm just kind of down about where I was at a year ago and maybe feeling alone or super single, whatever it is, thinking back about the relationship stuff I just talked about. But I'm like not even close, like not even in the same galaxy as where I was before depressed and suicidal and just not able to be myself personally or professionally. So my message is, like, it can change. If you're in a really tough spot now where you're depressed or or thinking about hurting yourself or having suicidal ideation, like, go fucking get help, please. Like, it, it, it does get better. I say it all the time, but it really fucking does get better. Look at me. Like... It gets better if you put in the work, if you ask for help. It's it's possible. It's possible to love yourself and to not be depressed and to feel good about life and living life. And so it's cool to be on the other side of that and to look myself in the mirror and and see and see where I'm at. Um, I feel good. I feel like I look look good I'm sober for day 45 I think and I don't think I'll ever fucking drink again I don't know I I joked with my buddies about it the other day but like I just don't see the benefits of it like once you quit drinking and see like how much better you feel how much money you save how much you're more productive and then you see like people out drunk or blacked out it's like, why the fuck would I ever want to go back to that? Um, so change is good. Change can happen, and you can save yourself. That's my main message. Um, and I really you know, don't know what else to say. I just kind of felt a little down today about where I was at a year ago, and I wanted to talk about it and voice 
voice it because somebody out there might understand or might um might just need you know a sign to go get help and that's my mission is just to help people seek out help and go to therapy or check themselves in if they are feeling like I did a year ago if there's anyone listening don't be scared about it if you got to check yourself in I it's scary I get it I was the worst day but the best day of my life because it saved my life so go do it please um, mental health is health therapy is cool all those cliches that I've started to put on Instagram or Twitter I mean they're real and I'm just thankful that I had the self-awareness that I wasn't going to make it if I didn't go get help so have some hope love yourself love each other and put your mental health first and put yourself first that's my message. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that supported me through those mental health struggles and supported the Mental Game podcast. It's so cool to go out now. And, and even though I'm not drinking, I still go out. I try to go out like once a weekend because I hate sitting at home alone. But it's cool to have conversations about mental health with fans of the podcast or people that have followed me for a long time and talk about the guests or talk about their stories and talk about how we can help each other better our mental health and feel good again. So it's super cool. So thanks to all of you. I uh, don't know when I'll be back on here making a podcast uh, for the off-season series, but if I think of one, I'll record it and post it. But once again this week, I will be in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia shooting two new podcasts for season two, which kicks off May 2nd. So I'm excited about that. Uh, please send me any recommendations for Pittsburgh or Philly things to do, places to see, cheesesteaks to eat. Uh, I'm pumped. I'm definitely going to get some cheesesteaks, probably plural because I'm a fat ass and I love cheesesteaks. So thank you guys so much, and I'll catch you right back here next time on The Mental Game. Mm-hmm.